Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome everybody to the second edition of Beyond the Ropes. My name's Sean Basto. I've uh, got a special, special guest on today. Um, Fellow Middleton man, really, really excited to have him on today. A good chat about his career so far. Uh, I'd like to introduce Curtis Gagano. Thank you, mate. Very, 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 very glad to do this, and it's a pleasant, it's a, it's a pleasure, mate, to do this, and very, very nice to meet you as well. Yeah, yeah. You're you welcome to my house, you know. Thank you. Thanks for coming. No, no, you too. It's uh, it's great to meet you. I was just saying before we went on, uh, went on on the air that actually you know I kind of know you from from Middleton and, and back in the day and back when um, life was a lot different for, for the pair of us and you know what yeah. things were like that back then but now it's, it's crazy how it's kind of come full circle and now I'm sat here in your house recording this podcast and you know yeah. we're going to talk about your career and, and, and what's inspired you so yeah, um, first of all thanks for thanks for being on yeah brilliant mate it's, in, it's a pleasure thank you very much no no it's good so obviously um You've been boxing uh, a good few years now. Um, yeah. A lot of people now will class you as a journeyman because you haven't had a, a win yet as such. You've had, yeah. like, is it 48 or 49 uh, losses? I'm, I'm not sure, maybe 44 or something like that. <laughs> but I reckon at least, I'm probably about 700% wins. Yeah. Where I just never got it. And, you know, you see, that, that was my fault with my lifestyle. I mean, I didn't come in this game to, to be a winner. I come in this game to provide for my family, you know. I can stand there and have a toe-to-toe war with anyone, but as you know it, I'm fighting. These guys are big. I'm, I'm a middleweight, mate, five foot eight. I'm fighting up there with big, massive, like heavyweights, and holding me own. They can't even hurt me. And that's you know I mean? that's but, it. That's but, it. What I'm saying is now is that what you don't realize. I'm training three times a day now since I've come back a month ago from the rest. I'm training three times. I've just been for a run before you. But I go for a run in the morning and I go to the gym at ten o'clock three hours, and then I'm running at night. Whereas I was only training 
I went from running, I was just going to the gym in the morning and eating a load of crap. Now I'm dieting five times a week. And my first fight, I've had two fights back this month. One was against 11-year-old Charlie Schofield. You know, I just got back off a holiday a bit. I put on two stone, got in the ring. Had an easy six rounds. He's a top talented guy, you know, but I just breezed through it. Yeah. And then I took, I went away again to get the weight off. Becoming a little bit heavy the other day, but we was a stone lighter. Um, and you know, I was the last round. I mean, I, I stepped up in the last round, and you know, the referee gave me the last round. And from now, I'm gonna get in the ring, and I can see the wind coming. I'm gonna step it up and put it on these kids now. Yeah, I think I think like you just said at the beginning of the, uh, the conversation there. Um, the th- the thing is, you've been you've been in all these different journeys, fighting different people, and there's actually ones where you could have actually got the victory. But we know sometimes. You know, as as recent sort of fights will tell us that the scorecards don't always go to the right man. Listen, fights are won in the gym. Fights are won. People, these kids are, you know, they're living the life, and that's how you. That's what you've got to live now. It took me 34, 33 years to to now. I'm finally living the life right now. Do you know what I mean? And you know, these wins. I'm not. I don't know. I don't care about the wins. The wins are going to come anyway, just to shut people up. But there'll probably going to be a lot more wins than people will actually think that or that what are going to what are going to come. Do you know what I mean? So you know. So obviously going back to what you just said yeah. there, then um, it's it's quite positive to hear that because obviously now you've got quite a lot of losses on your record. You lost you lost in the boxing world as a journeyman, but the fact that you've got that hunger and desire to be able to then go there and go right you know what I'm going to go in that gym I'm going to smash that gym and I'm going to come out and I'm going to get them wins and I'm going to show people well, what I'm made of well the thing is I was getting in the ring out of shape 13 stone 4 13 stone 8 and it's no lie I've, I've had to come in off the boxing board they've helped me they've helped me respect to him look uh, if you don't start getting your stuff together now you know it could be the end and you know this is my food on the table so what happened was, was that I had something like eight fights in eight weeks. I didn't win around. I was overweight. I didn't look good. I didn't look good. And to be fair, you know, the boxing board pulled me in and said, look, that's it now. You don't get your stuff together now. This could be it. You know, boxing is all I know. I mean, I'm 33 years old, so this is this is what I want to do till at least four. Um, I've just got my, I've got my, my seconds license now where I'll go on to get my manager's license and I'll have my own fighters and my own gym. That's, my, that, that's what I want for the future, but for now... I've only just started loving the game now and putting 100% into it. Now, since I knocked on Joel Pennington's house from Northside Gym, this was about, this was before then, this was like a year before I got pulled in. Um, and I went training and I, and I just said to Joel, after three days, I said, Joel, mate, I'm retiring. My head just were in it back then. I just didn't worry, bothered, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I couldn't do the, couldn't, didn't want to do the sprints up the hills, I didn't want to do the, the eating right. Um, I just weren't doing it right I didn't want to so I had like a month or two I thought right you need to get back doing it and I come back and I had it this was went to Joel look and retired and then a year later took a few hard fights against undefeated kids never got stopped um, and the board that looked like that's it now you need to you know you need to you need to start doing this for real now we know you can do it we know you've got it in you you could be one of the best and you know you can be you've been good at what you do but you've got to start being more dedicated so I went with Joe. Joe had me training. We took two stolen off. You know, we was working hard. We was, we was winning rounds. We was losing fights. What we should have got, and we had a really good. When we first, I think we've been together now. Um, I think we've had about thirty fights together now. I mean, I've I've lost fights with a kid who just boxed for the Centenary title. I lost by one point. Everyone knew I won that fight. Another kid. He's a Centenary champion now. 
Everyone knew I won that fight. Even in the write-ups, they had me as the winner. He's the kid that he boxed. I lost by one point to him. He boxed. So it shows you what, what level, what I can fight at. And that's me at 50, 60%. Do you know what I mean? But like I say, since I've got with Joe now, I'm loving it. I get up in the morning. I go for a run. I drop my kids off at school. And then, you know, I get in the gym. I do two, three hours. Um, come out, pick my kids up, eat right, and then I go for a run at night, bed, and that's it, eat, sleep, boxing. That's what we do. It's good, you know what, it's really good to hear that, because like people will just write you off as this journeyman. You know, the phone rings because they think, right, we're going to get Curtis in because we know we can put one of our young prospects in against him, and you know, he'll give him a, you know, a few good rounds of learning experience, but now it sounds like they're going to go in there, the phone's going to ring, you're going to go in there, and actually you're going to upset the apple cart one day. Um, are you not worried that that might stop the phone ringing? No, they're, not, they're not getting easy in there now, it's getting actually... I mean, I, got, I turn up to boxing shows and I fight every week up and down the country from, say, Portsmouth to Scotland, yeah? And when I walk in there, they all know my dad and they all, the, all the officials and the referees, I have a laugh of them all. It's like we're like a family. We're like a boxing family. Even the boxing board, everyone in the boxing board, we're all like one family. We all work together. Boxing's a business, mate, and we're all in this, running this game every week. The journeymen, the officials, you know, you've got to respect the fact. The referees that turn up every week, it's, you know, the kids that sell the tickets, respect to them. But you've got to understand, this guy's there in the background. We're the ones that are running the game, mate. We're making it. We're making everything. We're doing all this behind the scenes and putting it all together every weekend on these small hall shows. So... Let's just take a, a bit of a step into the past and, and sort of talk yeah. about the journey that got you to where you are today. Now, obviously, it's well known. You know, your dad was well known in Manchester um, for the fact that he was a very well-known journeyman. But he didn't start out as a journeyman, though, did he? Because he actually had a lot of wins on his records. My dad, my dad, my dad was a journeyman. My dad, what it was in the 80s, everyone was just a fighter. You know what I mean? Everyone went to, everyone went to work, which these boxers don't these days to get sponsors and stuff like that to do whatever but then you had to work my dad worked on a building site all day and then he went to the gym now we couldn't afford a babysitter so we'd be in the gym with my mates because luckily I had a good dad they didn't even have dads then they all used to come in my dad was everyone else's dad you know what I mean a weekend we used to go fishing with my dad every weekend and bring out half the street you know what I mean so I was lucky that way to have a dad but I remember used to wait at home waiting for him um, sat on the couch dad dad because knowing that, but by then boxing, he used to boxing on Monday and a Tuesday. The boxing was right through the week. Um, did you win, Daddy? I was used to asking, did you win? Did you win? But I knew he had the other one. But he said, he used to say, Curtis, listen, every time I fight, we win because we get paid. And then, all right, fair enough. And I was proud of him. He didn't think I was proud of him, obviously, till we lost him. But, you know, but he always said, Curtis, listen, boxing one day will give you a house and a car. It'll always look after you. And the thing is, is like, I went the wrong way in life from the age of, from when I was 18. I remember I, I, I stopped five fighters in a row. I knocked out five fighters in a row. People don't know this. It's like, I come back, I, I boxed, I had my first fight when I was 14. I think I won nine, lost two, yeah? Was in the papers. Oh, kid, you know, I boxed, beat good kids. Not naming no names. And then I went, three years out, went off the rails like you do. My dad left me, mum. I went the wrong way about things. Uh, I thought, right, my dad's not speaking to me. I get back into the boxing. I had a good job, started working. I remember I was a forklift truck driver. This was the age of 17. I was boxing, I was fit. And I was I was at Borsha Boxing Gym. And I don't know what it was, but I got throughout the gym. Um, and went end up training at Olden Boys with a guy called Terry Tooth. 
next minute fighting and I, I think I had six six from the ages I had six stop five lost one to Denton Vassell by one point I lost back to Denton by one point a lot of people in the blaze part I got it people even the papers they, I've got the newspaper up there and they thought I, they had me in it but then I went the wrong way in life again and that was when I was going to go pro with Brian Hughes now I've got a book upstairs uh, the Manchester, I've got it upstairs I should have brought it down actually where there's two three pages about me about a book about Manchester boxers Collierston and Mustin because I was training at Collierston and now you know, they was tipping me to be to do something good but just they knew something went right you know what I mean this was 18 years old I was gone out of boxing again yeah. gone gone out of boxing again but I'm doing the wrong thing I do whatever um, ain't, ain't no lie everyone knows it's, it's right on there on Google we were selling you know we was, whatever we was doing we weren't, we weren't doing drugs we weren't hurting anyone we were selling cigarettes you know back then um, I mean my dad went to prison for it um, and my, my dad caught cancer in prison um, and we lost him in there but I, I got him out of prison he lasted about a couple of, about six weeks they put me back in prison for helping him it's a long story and you know, by then I was just, I was just like, I, I was, I was skinny. Couldn't, family wouldn't speak to me. I couldn't even go up the stairs without being tired. You know what I mean? Um, I thought, right, you need to get out now and just, just start running, sort yourself out now. So I started doing little jogs. And one of my old friends, I'm not naming his no name, said, "Oh, I start doing this unlicensed boxing." So I did a couple of them. weren't nothing serious. weren't really bothered. There was nothing. I was, wasn't fighting for anything. Yeah. And then when I met my Mrs. Leanne, and you know, she, she had a little baby boy called Isaac, who I've brought up now. I thought, right, that's it. I've got, I've got something here now. Now I need, to, I need boxing now. I need it big time. So I had a fight against this kid. Everyone thought I was going to get knocked out, and I said to myself, look, if you get beat on this fight, you've got no chance of having a boxing career. So I trained. My weight was low. And I knocked him out in the first round. I knocked him clean out in the ring, yeah. So I was like, wow, this is brilliant. So then I rung, I rung um, I t- a mate, a mate of my dad's, um, Carl Greaves. Um, I rung Carl Greaves and said, look, he knew, he met me a couple of times at boxing shows and I knew nobody in Manchester was going to give me a chance. You know what I mean? So that's, I rung him and said, look, I need to make some money for my family. I want to be a journeyman. That's all I want to be. And then that's how, that's how it started. It started off from there. So when I first started doing this game, I didn't first 10 fights. That's why, you know, there was, there was a few bad decisions. Bad, there was one stoppage on there where I did get hurt, which is the only fight I've really been hurt. The other two fights, I've just, I've just kneeled down where, where I wasn't as, I wasn't as um, proud as what I am now. Where my last 30 fights now, there's no stoppages been there and there won't be no more. Still, I'll probably, I don't think I'll ever get stopped ever again. There's no one who can stop me out there. I'm telling you now. But like I say, um, it didn't really work out with me and Carl because Carl lived too far. I think we had about 18 fights together. Um, um, Carl lives in you know, Newark, so, which is a very good friend of mine. I respect him and love him. Without him, I wouldn't be here where I am now. But then we moved on with Joe Pennington and then this is where we are now. So I was looking at um, your social media this morning and we just talked, again, we just talked about that that moment um, where you sort of, your life took a bit of a downward turn, which was the, you know, the, the wrongdoings and the, the, the stuff that put you into prison. Yeah. And obviously you, we said about it before, like the fact that, you know, you shared it on social media today and you said, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I, I said to you before, I think it's a good thing that you've shown that because people can now see what you've done and, and, and how you've turned your life around. Yeah, okay, you might have not got that first win yet, but 
it's going to come and, and and with the dedication and motivation that you you know the desire you're showing i don't see how that's not going to happen but people are just going to people are just going to continue to write you off just because of the fact that you've got this record and you kind of got this reputation now but yeah but the thing is but but, the, but what it is uh, i've got a good um these these kids now they get in they get they get they all want to be a journeyman just get knocked out they go up and down the country the last four fights and they had to finish they, they're gone with me i'm winning rounds i'm making the, the, i'm the, the comedy entertainer the crowd loves it when I fight, everyone loves it. Even I have crowds coming up to me. I can I get a picture of you? Yeah, people I've love it when you box. We love watching you box. I've, I've seen that. I've seen. And that. that's why I had to change it round. At first, I was just covering up, just just, just moving away, and I, you know, we're entertaining. Right now, I love being in there. It's where I want to be. But let me just say one thing. When I first got with the Anna, I started the boxing. I thought, right, I've got the boxing now. But then I thought, right, well, you need to get a career. Now, thought because I've been inside and stuff. There's no one going to give me a good job. So I started volunteering, um, doing volunteering work, teaching, coaching boxing for kids in um, youth clubs, you know, in the summer holidays. And then from there, it took me to schools. I was coaching boxing in schools. And then I was getting paid. I was getting paid and I was teaching boxing all around the Northwest in schools. And then it got to a point where I was working with young offenders and I was working with young kids. Um, in naughty kids, underprivileged kids, but that for me was a bit too much. Then that's when it was like getting serious, where it was like, you know, I can't do this now. And I was getting, I could have gone somewhere with that. I was getting paid and everything, and it just wasn't me. I had to pull away from that, and that's when I started concentrating more on the boxing. Did you get any? I'm assuming you got some sort of satisfaction out of doing that, though, because you're teaching kids something you love. Yeah, but it was too upsetting seeing the kids the way they was because I've been down there myself. Yeah. So I just couldn't do it, and the people around them as well respect them for doing it, but they wanted to use me like as a scapegoat because I've been there, but I just yeah. couldn't do it, I and mean, my heart just wasn't in it. And when your heart's not in something, you've just got to leave it. Maybe I might go back to it one day, but I, I was working for two different companies, but I just got away from that. But I started a volunteering, so for me to come from having no education, I did was going the right way about it, but I just left that and that's on the head. I think even if you you influenced or given impact on any of them kids, then you've made a difference, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I definitely did help the kids, but like I say, boxing is my bread and butter, and this is what I want to stay in boxing. I want to be there for the journeyman. I don't think people are there for the journeyman. Do you know what I mean? So what I want, I want to get my manager's licence, get my own gym, and then I want to be helping. I mean, I know about 20 boxers sat at home now. Where nobody will turn and pull because they can't sell tickets or they don't believe in themselves. I'll get them in the gym and I'll help them, and I'll take them all over the country. And I'll be doing the blue corner, the away corner. That's what that's my dream to help the journeyman, the people that you know. People just look at us like like we're just bums or something, but they don't realise, you know, it takes a lot to be a journeyman. You have to go through things in life to stay in the ring. These kids are training to kill you. You know what I mean? And it's it's not an easy game. That's why there's probably only five of us in the country who can do it. And that's a true story. There's probably five of us in the whole country because all they're doing is bringing foreigners over. Because there's no one can be a, do this journeyman thing. There's all these foreigners come over and they're, just, they're not touting two rounds, one or two rounds. There's five top journeymen in the country and that's it. 
And you class yourself, obviously, as one of them, I'm assuming. I'd say definitely, yeah, yeah. 100%. I know for a fact I am. The same. Obviously, I see, I, I'm around, around the circuit a lot, and I see uh, Christian Late as, as one of them. Would you would you say he's in that? Christian Late does not get the respect what he deserves. I've, I've, well, I've, you know what? I've seen him in he the last couple not. of fights, and I've seen him, and he's actually given these younger guys an absolute test, and I'm thinking, you know what? He doesn't get the credit this guy do, Christian deserves. Christian Late deserves an MBA for what he's done for boxing. Christian Late deserves listen I love the boxing and everything about it it's my life yeah but the, what Christian Lake's done for boxing he deserves a pension for life for what he's done yeah. he should, when boxing's gone he shouldn't have to worry about a living no no you're right that's he shouldn't, how I see he shouldn't. It. That's, he's helped, these promoters should just all be helping him because he's, he's helped all of them he's, he's, he is up and down the Christian country Lake, every yeah, week he's isn't he he's my mate you know, I look up to guys like him respect to him He's like, it's like my dad in a way, the same type of guy. You know what I mean? He's just doing what he does for his family, and that's it. Doesn't phase him though either. That's the thing. I see the, I see him like nearly every week. Either if I'm at the show or if I see him on the telly because I'm not at a show, I see him there every People week. People say to me like, "Oh, okay, your dad won't be proud of you and all this. You've not won a fight, but he ain't got a clue because my dad would have seen the places where I was in life. So where for where I've come to where I am now, I'm, my fitness is great. You know what I mean? And now I'm gonna start winning these fights. I'm ready now. So you you was in uh, in the ring last Saturday actually, weren't you? Um, down in London, and you fought—is it Chris Davis? You fought? Yeah, Chris Davis, nice kid. Respect to him. Five and off, six and off. Think he's I boxed him twice. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I thought you'd boxed him twice. Close fights. So yeah. it was it was good. You know, you're in against these young up and coming talents, and there's quite a few of them on your record, obviously. I was there. I actually commentated on the the fight with Charlie Schofield for VIP. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, they asked me to come on last minute. Actually, it was like, oh, we're um, the second one on the first one. The, uh, second one, sorry. That was, a, um, that was a lot better fight, I think. And and obviously you came in and I, and then someone that was, took that fight in three days. Notice. I know. Well, that's it. I and just I, did him a favour, but someone got me in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Because my weight weren't the greatest. Well, on that note, someone said <laughs> he's uh, he's just come back off on something like an all inclusive holiday, and I thought. He's literally had like a day or two, a day or two's notices, and he's not even had a chance to even do anything. And he's like, six easier. exactly. And you got I in there, 12. and you, twelve and rounds easier. You, you made it an entertaining fight. Obviously, Charlie was in there to try and try and you know, first three rounds, it looked like he was really going for it. And I thought, yeah. he's, he's trying yeah. to go for stoppage, Charlie. Here. But then he backed That's off. That's probably his plan. That was the plan. Money. Oh, we've got him. You know, he's not ready. You know, we'll, we'll get him this time. We'll, we'll open up on him, but. It's not going to happen, mate. And then um, you it's did. It's like these kids. Some of them times I'm in the ring and they're, they're on me and I thought, I say, what are you doing, mate? You're doing the wrong thing because you're just going to get yourself tired now. And this is me. I've, I listen. Half of them are too big. When I get down to twelve stone, eleven half stone, then it'll be a different story. But there's times where you know this is where what the problem was. Whereas I was not training right, so when I when they when they be out of breath, I didn't have the energy to pounce on him. Now I've got the energy now to start pouncing on him. And that's when I'm going to get them. It's going to be interesting to, to follow that. Is, it it is. really is because it's going to be interesting to see how how that's going to turn around. Now it really is. So I never, I actually never knew that, and I never knew you was you. You know, you were fighting guys that you, you know you're not naturally. To be honest, when I come in this game, I didn't have a clue. I just was saying, oh yeah, I thought I did, but I've had to learn about myself. You know, what I, mean? I, I said I'd be a journeyman, but not knowing I could really do it. And not knowing that the fitness and like I'm not wanting to do it, but now the older I get, the better I get. To seriously, the older I get, the better I get. Is it just the, 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 the wiseness fighting. as it's you go right older? Now, my career starting starting right now. 
this is when the, this is this, this, this the other day I classed that as my first fight that's what I'm going to do I'm classing that as my first fight the other day so it's going to be interesting now isn't it to see how it, uh, it pans out then I'll fight this week in um, I'm excited because I'll fight on Saturday in, against a kid I think he's 3 and all. he's not stopped anyone so I can you know I'll, I'll get stuck in in uh, Stoke and then we've got one in Ireland next week which will be exciting um, and then I've got one the week after that in um, I think it's Wigan gets a debut in and then we've got the one the week after that so I'm I'm ready to knock these start knocking these trees down now so, and get some results I want to, I want to impress the people who've been backing me and seeing me come from this little fat no guy who's not dedicated to someone who looks like you know they've improved. I want people to say, "Oh, he's improved," and that that means a lot to me. When they come up to say, "I can't believe how much you've improved. I enjoyed that fight. Thank you." And it means a lot to me when people come up to me and say, "Ah," oh, because I know they've paid money to see a fight and they and they've come to me and congratulate me even though I've lost. That means a lot to me. No one wants. That to means go. I'm doing my job. Well, no one wants to go there and pay twenty, thirty quid to go and watch a foreigner get killed. Well, yeah, exactly. No one wants to go and watch a boring fight. People want to go and see it, regardless of what record you've got. If you're putting up a fight against, you know, some young up-and-coming kid or someone that's got a bit of or quite a bit of support behind him, and you're giving this guy a fight, that's actually, you know, even if you came out on the wrong end of it, actually they're learning a lot more than they would fighting a guy who comes over from Eastern Europe um, who, who can't punch his way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna learn more. But then on the other side of the thing, on the other side of the coin, now, sorry, that you're gonna then, you know, start stepping it up. That means what happens? You know, I'm genuine question. What happens when you start getting these kids out of there, and and then these prospects are being yeah, taken the, out? Probably, to be honest with you, it'd probably be hard to get a fight. So that's not really the plan. The plan is just to get. A, do you know me? I don't want to just beat someone who's, who's been because I do this and these kids who beat me. They know. I'm saying there's probably 20 kids they look at me and they, and they know I could have beat them yeah if I, if I wanted to I could have beat him I want to beat someone like Willie Warburton's the main man let's put him at number one yeah do you know why he's number one because he's gone down there he's beat ABA champions on Sky Sports and he's, he's gone on there from front one shows and he's beat the top kids he's retired them he's retired people when, they, when, when, he, when they've been beat off a journeyman right when I say like Willie they're not, they're not the same confidence and stuff in the same and he beat see I think he's had about 25 to 30 wins now but my dad had about 33 wins now for, for me so I only got 5 wins out of 100 fights or something yeah I'd just be happy if, if 3M was a good ABA champion and a top top amateur yeah. you know what I mean that, that, that'd mean the world to me you fought some um, you fought some quite good fighters and I think the one of them when I was looking through the record uh, Anthony Yard was the one that stuck out to me because of how Far his career has gone so far. You know he's getting that he's getting that promotion from Box Nation and Frank yeah. Warren, and they're kind of pushing him into this slight heavyweight scene, and and he seems to be on the cusp of getting a British title shot. Yeah, uh, but that was one fight. He actually stopped you in that fight, didn't he? What was that like? I wasn't. I'm not disrespecting Anthony Hard, mate. But listen, if you look on my look on my resume, yeah, I boxed this. I boxed um, I come back from boxing. I had a couple of months out. I had a bit of a problem. I come back in November. I boxed a kid called Johnson McClung for 12 and 0, pal, banger. Yeah, boxed him, went the distance in November. Straight after him, we went straight to Denmark. Boxed a kid now who's the IBF World Youth Champion. I think he's 12 and 0. Yeah, went the distance with him. Had a good fight. I have a good respect over there. The week after that, I did I did a six rounder, my first six rounder with Tommy Tafen, who is a banger. He probably would give Anthony Ard a hell of a fight. 
listen, it ain't no lie. It was two days before Christmas. I just had six hard fights, yeah. I, I was training myself at the time. Yeah, I've gone the distance with all these kids, yeah. Anthony Hard was just a money fight for me, yeah. I'm not going to lie, yeah. He was a strong kid and, you know, my heart just weren't in it that night. And that's just it. Respect to him, he's going to go on and probably be a world champion. But that night, my heart just weren't in it. But i tell you what, that was then, this is now. It's two years later now. I've not been stopped since then. And I think I've had 30 fights in that space of time. So it shows you the different mentality and the mind I have now. I'm too proud now. I will not lay down for no one. One of the... Uh... So if you can see what I'm saying about that fight... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you explaining it for the people that listen to the podcast are going to hear a different side of the story when they look at the record. You know, kind of kind of what I've done really. I did the same thing. I looked at the record and seen that name on it, and I thought, "Well, look where he is now." Well, Curtis is for him, which I'm I'm devastated because I believe that I could have gone the distance with him, and that's what hurts me. Cause yeah, because I, I know I could have. But you look at, you go, look it's at, you too look, late for that now. You look at your record and you look at the other guys you've been in against and the prospects you've been in against that are going on and they're still undefeated. And like you say, you've been the distance with pretty much all of them, apart from maybe Anthony Yard. Um, so it's quite interesting to see, you know, how you it's explain it to me. It's about being young and coming up and learning the game. And you get so far, uh, like now I'm proud of not being stopped. And my dad was. I think I've been. I think there's four stoppages on there, and only one of yes. them is a true stoppage. Only one of them is a true stoppage because that was my second fight, and I got hit, um, and I was doing it wrong. I took a stop. I took the weight off in a week. I did everything wrong, and I learned. Yeah, but you learn. You never stop learning in boxing. You beat yourself when you beat. When you get beat in boxing, you beat yourself. That's the truth. So you've only had four stoppage losses, and I think your dad's was eight, weren't it? Over, uh, oh, is it 127 fights? Dad, had? I think with my daddy, I had uh, broken ribs. Back then, it was, the boxing was great. The money, oh, yeah. the money was great. You get you boxed every week, and you know, my dad was getting called up every week, getting big money. But my dad was—I remember one time when my dad was—he um, was training in the gym and he'd been sparring. And my dad never sparred. I don't really spar because uh, you always get some kids trying to prove something. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it's yeah. Being a war, and you get injured. So my dad. Um, Sparred this kid and he got he got um, he got a call saying, "You know, can you box this prospect in Stoke? You know, he's, he's he sold thousands thousands of pounds worth of tickets. It's his on the night. We'll give you so much money." Dad went, "Just go. I'm in the gym. I've just sparred. I'll get out. Right, I'll drive down now." <laughs> dad went down and beat him. Wow! But Dad's got the best stories, honestly. My, I want I want these stories, but where is my dad? He's thirty on a row, then he'd win four in a row. If you look at his record, yeah, he'd win four in a row. But, but the fight is, is different. Then these kids are all conditioned. They were just all like pub fighters. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. I'm not disrespecting, but they weren't like the fighters now. They've all got free trainers behind them. They're all on the drinks. Whoa, this is it. I was going. These fighters aren't, aren't like the fighters were well, then. So they had more wins, fighters then. Well, that kind of leads I'm me on. Not, that's just how I look at it. It kind of leads me on nicely, though. That shows you how tough they was, all the kids. Well, didn't have, yeah, it does. These kids have to go in there knowing that they've been in the gym for 15 weeks, yeah? Whereas fighters, but then probably we just went to the gym a couple of weeks, sold some tickets and got in there. It's different. Boxing is a lot different now. Well, what you just said there leads me on to the little uh, next bit of the uh, podcast, which is a little bit of a break-off from our conversation to talk about what we were talking about just before we went on air. I pulled out a, uh, a leaflet for the uh, sponsor for the podcast, which is the Chia Protein Bar on Victoria Trading Estate yeah. in Chatterton. And it kind of links in nicely with what we were just saying there about fighters back in the 80s, early 90s. You know, They didn't have the same type of uh, things that we've got now, which is like these meal preparation places like Chia Protein Bar and other ones that are knocking around. Yeah. And 
and yeah. they didn't have the you know the, the sponsorships people giving them free boxing gear yeah, free training nothing gear like nothing at all boxing were like that but even though it was bigger then do you know boxing then you didn't have to worry about selling tickets mate people know why this is what I'm telling you now boxing there was more or less 50-50 fights they weren't they, oh I'll only fight him I'll only fight him whatever there was, there was good fights to watch do you know what I mean so people I'm going watching the boxing the new century oh, I'll just pay £5 for a ticket oh right we're going, we're going pub tonight we'll go watch the boxing just go watch it we'll pay in because you know it'll be a good night of boxing you know what I mean different now it's different. a lot different it's a lot different is it things have changed so much yeah when you well, look everything at- changed but boxing's on a high now i mean you've got some great fighters coming through now you've got lyndon um lyndon arthur lyndon arthur man he's one of my, uh, my mate of mine and i'm really excited for him you've got self about it you've got uh, you've got um ruthless ryan doyle you've got any quality you know you've got you've got kids there coming through these younger kids coming through now you know, but and and the, and and one of my main men, you know, Mark Efren, mate, he's banging him right out. He's going to be a world champion without a doubt. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen Mark. Uh, I've spoken to Mark a few times actually, and you can just tell there's just something there that he's just, he's, he's going to take it to yeah, that next yeah. level. And he, when he gets that opportunity, when that opportunity comes, you think he's going to take it. I mean, a lot it. of kids I've grew up with boxing now are finished now because they was in pros in the early twenties and they're gone now. You know. All the young kids, fresh meat coming through, and I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. I've been in the game for ages. But you're at a point where you, you just said earlier, um, you know, your career kind of starts now. It starts now, and you that's know, what I believe. The thing is, you, you're at an age where, uh, in boxing this day and age, you're not too old to do that. Look at Bernard Hopkins and what he did. Yeah, well, I don't get, I don't get beat up. I don't. You know, I'm not puncher. Whereas these kids out there, you know, the punchy and stuff. Whereas you know, I'm I'm nearly 34 years old, mate. I've had I've had loads of amateurs, loads of unlicensed, and a lot a lot of pros now. You know, and I feel fresh. I feel better. The older I get, the better I get. I think the one thing I'm more older and wiser now. I think you know what it is. It's my family life and my kids. I've got something to fight for. I need to fight every week to put food on the table and pay the bills for the kids. So going back to when you was um, just changing the subject a little bit, going back to when you were talking about um, that sort of transition period when you met Leanne, and that's obviously that has been a massive change for you. That's what's uh, what it sounds like to me has really started off this 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 second journey that you're on. Yeah, it's right. That's right. Boxing's been in my in my um, life. You see, my, my uncle, my mum's brother was a boxer at night. He got to the ABA final. He was a top amateur. And, you know, like, in the six-week holidays, Eric used to come to my house. And, you know, Eric used to come to my house and take me to my side champs camp. I was in the gyms all the time as a kid. I've boxing so much in the blood with me. It's where it's, it's going to stay there. And it's where, it's, it's where I believe I'm going to be an old man in the gym with a load of fighters. It's journeyman. That's what I want. Do you ever consider, like, one of If I have a champion... And if I have a champion, and I, I, I'll have a champion one day, but, you know, my journeyman is something where my heart is. I was just saying, Because of my dad, because of, of what he went yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what, I can imagine that's what's inspired it. It's a hard it. game. Like, if you've seen the film, The Cinderella Man, have you seen that? Yeah. It's a sad film, and I watch film like that, I mean, I'm just crying right through it. It reminds me of my dad. That's how it is for me. That's where my heart is, you know what I mean? That's boxing for me. So what I was um, what I was just saying then was um, you talked about where you're going to be, you know, possibly in a few years' time. Would you ever let your kids get into it? No, I don't want my kids to be in this game. I think with me, it stops here. My little girl, she loves it. Um, he's too smart. I, I, he's gone too much now. Boxing for me and my dad. 
think it stops. I think what happens after this now is I have I have my gym and I'll bring boxers into yeah. the game. I think that's where that's that's where I definitely want to go. I want to get all my licenses. I got my trainers um, seconds license last year, and now I want to get my um, manager's license maybe next year or the year after, and then slowly come out of it with a good record, respected record as a journeyman, and you know, and have the gym full day and night making a living out of boxing and giving back to the sport cause it's been good to me so I'll give it give 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 something back to it as well like I am doing now in a way that's I mean the promoters the promoters love boxers like me because they know we're reliable every week you know what I mean I have a good relationship with Steve Goodwin he has 16 fighters on his on his, on his shows and he loves having me on Steve Goodwin your call I must have boxed about 8 times now he puts me on first we get the train down he puts me on first, second. We're back home for six o'clock. It's a brilliant day out. Whereas we used to drive there, and you used to get home till five in the morning. Steve Goodwin's a good man, good promoter. So, going back to the um, gym and the promoting and the rest of it, what what sort of level do you think you're going to get to with that, Jimmy? Do you? I mean, I spoke to obviously Kieran Farron. I've been dealing with him a lot recently now. I've seen what he does, and he kind of does a bit of everything. Do you think you'd go down that route, or do you think would you just stick to training? I have got a lot of relationships with a lot of people, and I've met a lot of people, and I've got good connections. But for me, I just want the gym to be full. I want help. I want to help the fighters. If 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 nobody else will help, I don't want to fight the fight. I want all the fighters who just want, who are just born fighters like me, and not super. Don't want to be superstars, or they don't want to be this and that. Because because out of ten boxes, mate, there's only one. At one percent, I'm going to be a superstar, and not even that one's going to make it. Do you know what I mean? I ain't yeah. got time for all that. There's no money in it anyway. You know what I mean? I just want to be here making. I just want boxing's a business, mate, and yeah. I just want my gym full like the old days, just full of solid fighting men. We just want to fight. There's no wrong with that. I don't care who they fight. <laughs> you know what I mean you're going to create a, a gym full of Curtis's I'd love to have my own shows I mean Steve Finesse is a very good mate of mine I could see me and him doing something down the line but one day I'd love to have my own gym and that that's my dream I'm going to stick down that line and whatever I've put my mind to I've got so like I say I got that far with, with youth work and stuff like that but then my, my heart stopped at one point it wasn't there to carry it through whereas my, I know my heart's here with the boxing yeah well that's it you know when, you, when you're passionate about something as much as you are about boxing you, you, you're you going to stick with it and you're going to see it through and the dreams that you might have might might not achieve what you set out to achieve when you started you might be able to do it through the eyes of somebody else I mean else. I wanted to be a world champion mate Prince Nazim was my idol and I my dad boxed Prince Nazim he, was a friend. he did yeah he did and the thing is when I used to get back from school it was tapes then we used to just watch Prince Nazim hammer tapes all the time watch people and go to wait to get to the gym train every day loved it then wanted to be a world champion 1996 97 98 99 was all training John Cusack at the Bowery in Middleton Matthew, Matthew I was there he was a schoolboy champion excuse me you know we loved it we loved it I remember um, a kid um, Terry Flanagan's trainer Maylet coming yeah, down he was a fighter it. coming down he coming down spires in the in the 90s beating up everyone in the gym uh, good mate of mine Maylet you know and then you know what it is today soon, soon as kids get to 18 years old they never come through that slot or when they do come back of going out partying with the girls to the club and they get free when they're 18 only a few of them ever get 
past that point and become a champion but some of them come through but they're never the same do you know what I mean yeah like for me I, I could have had 10 fights won 10 at 21 got beat lost to was never anyone but I'm glad that didn't happen to me I'm glad now because I come back now and I can provide for my family I love being I love the game I love being in the changing rooms I mean I know that I'm up there I know that you're going to have a tough fight and at the end of the day I'm getting better and I know I don't get stopped and I'm, I'm getting in better shape and my, and my weight's getting lower what do you think about the um, you know touching on the sort of young kids coming through what do you think about the fact that uh, you know a lot of them it sounds harsh to say it because they all put as much work in as the rest of them but some of them fight guys that are not really sometimes fit to be lacing gloves up and getting in the ring and you could fight about 10 of these guys and not really learn anything and then they could go in against someone that's even half decent yeah. and, and then struggle and even get beat and then yeah. you know what do you think their heart and their dreams gone but what yeah. I'm saying is now a couple of these kids are working hard in the gym and they're getting tough sparring so they're learning more in the gym than what they're learning in the fights that's that's the truth so, so there you go but then again it can hurt some fighters that aren't learning in the gym that just want to be superstars or whatever but I know these fighters out there what are working hard in the gym and they're getting top class sparring and going all over the country so they're learning more in the gym and in the sparring than what they are in the fights but they're building the records up and you've got to remember some of these kids have had top amateur careers some of them haven't Yeah. and they're the ones that are going to struggle the ones that haven't the ones that have just come from unlicensed you know they look good in the pub yeah I've had five fights I beat five Gaganos whatever yeah, whatever looks good. Yeah, I'm a boxer, but me, you know, you know, it's what it is. But I'm not bothered because them guys, you know, they're training hard, they're working hard. Like you say, they've got good teams around them, and they're trying. If they make it, they make it. If they don't, they don't. But one day they've got to step up, and if they don't, they don't. Yeah, you know, they can keep trying. But that's that, that's that's the, the different levels in boxing. And people are in it for their own reason. Yeah, no, it's true. You're right. It, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm a journeyman. Is it, what other journeyman are in Manchester? Is it anymore? <laughs> I can't think of one that stands out. They probably um, is there any more in Manchester. There's, there's one lad in Salford that I've been speaking to, but he's not got the same. What's his name? Steve Backhouse. Um, Backhouse. Backhouse is, is a good fighter, but he's been knocked out quite pretty bad. Con- hasn't Connor Ben was the one yeah, that. Yeah, but Packhouse is coming in there to try and beat these kids who he's never going to beat. So then that's what that's when you get him. But he's learning. He's only had six fights. So yeah, I was yeah. like that then. When he gets a bit, or when he gets a bit older, and he because Packhouse is a good fighter, when he gets past ten fights, he'll start changing. So you've got to deal with different fighters in different ways. It's all about experience. So is it about adapting to the fight and go along through him? You know, like you say, if you've got like Backhouse, who's had like ten fights, or by the time he gets to ten fights, he's going to get to a point where he's going to adapt the way he fights in the ring. He fights smarter, basically. See, kids coming in, all they're going to win. Yeah, but they won't. but but then they still come and take things from the fights. They're getting something from the fight, learning about themselves. We're all getting something from the fights, unless you're fighting someone who's just, you know, there's so much you can say. So what 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 was it? What does it mean to you then um, to be where you are now today? From what you, I'm proud. I'm really proud. Record people looking. Oh, look at record, but I'm proud because the respect that I get, I get a lot of respect, and that means a lot from to me because of where I've been. Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, I'm improving now. And you know what? It's all down to Joel Penny. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't. I needed someone. I needed someone to back me up. Where his job, if I'm not in the gym, he'll ring me. When I get in the gym, he weighs me. When I get out, when I'm leaving the gym, he weighs me. So we know what we're weighing every day. If I'm not in the gym, where are you? Why don't you better come in tonight? You know, I've never had that. And now I've got that. 
and he loves it and we go on to our fights all over the country together and we have a good day out and we talk about our kids and families and everything and it's a great relationship so where do you see yourself going now say next 12 months I'm just hoping now that the wins are going to come and I'm going to be I'm going to be you know down at middleweight 11 stone 10 and I'm going to be doing everything that I, that I should have been doing two years ago Working my way towards where I should be as a middle. I mean, there's loads to come. I'm not. I've started backwards in a way. Started off fighting at cruiserweight, mate. Should be fighting at middleweight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm getting my weights going down. Like my first fight was at twelve stone seven. I got a draw. Twelve stone seven. I've not even the closest I've got to that was 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 a couple of months ago. I got to twelve stone eight. But all the other fights was at thirteen six. You know, I'm getting there. I'm losing fights by one point and stuff. I'm winning rounds, I'm drawing rounds, I'm entertaining the crowd. I'm doing my job, end of the day. I'm a journeyman, nothing else. So let's talk about the entertainment value of it. You do actually provide a lot of entertainment. And uh, there's one thing I wanted to bring up, because uh, I mentioned it on uh, Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I called it the Ali Shuffle, but it's actually called the Ali Truffle, isn't it? No, I call it the Truffle Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you know me, I've always had, I've never had a six pack or anything like that. <laughs> and I probably never will. But I'm like, you never know, the older I get, you better, you better I get. Say I get to 11 stone, I might have one. You know what I mean? But then it would be called the alley shuffle. Yeah. But right now it's a truffle shuffle. <laughs> you know what? It's a good entertainment. Like you said earlier, you were saying that people congratulate you after the fights, even if you don't win them. And they say, I get people's, well done, I get well people's crowds coming up to say, we all love you, we love watching you, can we all get a picture of you and stuff like that? Well, when I was doing the commentary for VIP on the. Um, when you fought Schofield for the second time, I actually had the comments on my Facebook on the live bit and I was scrolling through them while I was commentating and I looked at a few of them and he said, uh, one one comment was like, oh, this guy referring to you, he didn't, he obviously didn't know your name, but he was like, oh, um, yeah, I've seen this guy box before, he's, he's an entertaining guy and I thought, the thing is though, with Charlie, he could probably beat me 100 times out of 100 because he's just massive, he's six foot five and he's really fit and he, he, you know, he puts his mind to it. He will do well, Charlie, when he steps up and I like him, he's a nice lad. Yeah, We've he had is. Yeah, fights, he's a nice but lad. I just had no chance with him, he's just too big. But that's the thing, he, <laughs> he had a lot more physical advantages than you did in that. Oh yeah, in he had every, every advantage. He's, he's, he's a lot taller, a lot more reach, you know, you're going to always find it difficult and to get just got a message saying off um, Aki Kareem saying, nice one lads, he's a good mate of mine, Aki. You know, yes, like, he's a shout out to Aki, because... Yeah um, man, Aki's the man. He, he, you know what, he's a good he's lad. A lot of time for me, Aki. He's a good lad, you know why, because... Um, he does good for boxing. He does, and, and when, I, when I first decided to start doing something of my own, because I wanted to get into something like this. He was one of the first people I got in touch with. And I just thought, you know, this, this Aki guy, he seems like he knows. These guys have got enthusiasm for it. You love it. You love the game like that's, we do. That's and, it. And that's a special love. That's like it. It's, it takes a special guy to go out on a Saturday and go and get his head punched in <laughs> all over the country when everyone else, else is out enjoying a drink. Or oh, like. watching the X Factor on yeah, the telly, yeah. yeah. Home with a crew, mate, and I'm out there. You're like, you've come here to my house here on a, on a what is it? Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. You know what I mean? I've missed I've missed Coronation Street because oh, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but respecting like a, it, like that's what you call hardcore. And people like you, what is what doing is what what is doing good for the sport. I love and respect for that. No, no, it's great. Honestly, thanks for that. It's and, great. Um, it's great there's to plenty have you of boxers there out there for you to go and go. And, you know, especially in that VIP circuit, go around and see them. There is. There's a load of them, and obviously that's that's part of my plan. I mean, good. Obviously, respect to 
Black, he, he's already very well established for British boxers and, and you know I've said it to him myself I'm not I'm not out there myself to try and compete with anybody as such well you're I, doing something different I'm though, doing something that I want to do because I, I've got a different I've got a different kind of perspective on things and, and I want to do something different and give fans an outlet that's different Aki's already well established why, why would I want to try and compete with someone like that no, I mean don't so get me wrong don't get me wrong Aki if you, if you ever listen to yeah me, man this guy's coming for your it, blood Aki if you ever get if you ever get established one day then you know thanks to you for that because you really sort of give me the advice and, and the help great guys you know what I mean you've got the other kid from VIP as well Lee, Lee Logan is he Lee Logan Lee, Lee Hogan yeah Lee yeah Hogan. he's, he's another one just a nice guy he is a boxing nice guy. man you know what I mean respect to him as well he's another nice guy you know, he, everyone Steve Woods everyone in the game it's just the one that, listen we're all just a boxing family and there's no hatred and nothing in no one we're all just doing what we love and that's it no no you're right Um so We'll wrap it up. Brilliant. We'll wrap it up. Watch the salts now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, brilliant. You've heard, you've, heard it, you've heard it here first, Curtis. Love Scarination Street. Nah, yeah, EastEnders. I, you know, fair play to you for, for taking the time thank out you. to doing it. It's been uh, it's been great no, to listen to the it. stories. Thank you, uh, Curtis. Thanks very much. Any final words before you go? Um, no, that's it. Now, any just, shout just outs? Get, just, anybody? Just get ready for them wins, guys. I know I've been saying it for years, but I'm telling the truth. Then wins are, and Christmas wins are coming. So oh I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up and I'm sorry for whoever gets beat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see. So I, I'm too nice. <laughs> I'm just gonna wrap this up uh, just by saying thanks to everybody that downloads and listens to this uh, episode. Um, it's been really great to have Curtis on this evening. It's been it's been really great to listen to the stories from Curtis. I really appreciate his time, and I just wanted to say thanks to Cheer Protein Bar for the sponsorship that they provided to help get the uh, podcast up and running. Um, the, obviously, I. I'm still looking for support if anybody out there wants to jump on bandwagon for Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat and the Beyond the Ropes podcast obviously get in touch Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat at gmail.com uh, or you can find me yeah, on man. Facebook That's Twitter it. Instagram and you can get on YouTube look at the interviews look at the footage get on it and listen it's, it's going Curtis he's telling you what to do listen to Curtis listen to this one when it's out thanks very much guys. guys thank you thank Bye. you Sports Social Podcast Network